What's up, Red Sox Nation? Eduardo Rodriguez loses his no-hitter on a replay overturn today in the eighth inning. Terrible, but a pretty good week for the Sox. We'll talk all about it and look forward to the rest of the road trip all this week on Red Sox Wrap 360. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, 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 yeah, baby. <laughs> oh, man. You folks now know why we're coming into this. We lost one of the great ones this week, Mr. Gene Wilder. I'm a personal fan of his, as is, I think, everybody who uh, likes to laugh. You know, enjoys laughter. And I asked you before the show, how are you planning to tie this into the Red Sox? And you didn't have an idea. I just thought of one. Okay, bring that back. What do you got? We had Mr. Moncada get called up, and I'll let you take the full analysis on that later. <laughs> but there was a story about Moncada that said at one point he ate 255 Twinkies in a single week. No way. So let's keep him away from Pablo when he comes back, because I think those two are going to be trouble. <laughs> wow. I think I could get that. Yeah. I mean, in my heyday. I mean, I think really, you know, feats of eating strength should be kind of confined to a more, you know, fine time of like 20 minutes or something, not a whole week, you know? Yeah. Because I can run through about 100 Twinkies in the first 24 hours, and then I'm pretty much coasting. Yeah. And I got that. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I there, was no, there was no validity that I was able to gain from Oof. that, so that was just kind of a you know, I hearsay. mean, that's, math isn't my strong suit, but... That's a, roughly about 35 Twinkies a day. I mean, who can't take that? <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's not impressive. Twinkies, though. <laughs> That's a lot over a week. It is. It is. Oh, gang. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Red Sox Wrap 360 alongside Ben Fay. I am Mike Conley. Uh, joining us tonight, we have Ben's better half, who's kind of monitoring the interwebs for us. Well, ben, well, why'd you bring your better half in here today? Yeah, sure. So we got Laura here Laura, on the couch. Yeah. Yeah, hey guys. Uh, so she's going to be watching on the Twitter sphere. She's going to be watching on the YouTube live chat room. So if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, you just want to rip our heads off because we are so wrong about something you got a tweet you got to send in a message to the YouTube chat room let us know Laura's gonna relay it to us and we'll we'll give you some live analysis right there on the spot Woo! Uh, more like fan, fan analysis, I think is a little fan more analysis, but you know, it's not hey. like either one of us played pro ball then. Are you, you getting know? any of that Ooh, from Nesson right now? Wow, letting everybody live analysis? The I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Wow. Uh, yeah, if you want to talk to us live during the show, hit us up there. But also, if you guys are listening to us during the week, uh, hit us up in the YouTube uh, comment section, or you can tweet Ben at Ben's Twitter, which is yeah, it's at Benny Frickin Jam. Love that. Yep. Love that yep. at Benny Freaking Jam. Yep. So let's talk about this team we love so well, okay? After combining for 27 runs in the first two games of the A series on 34 hits, they're only able to muster six hits today and can't push across a single run. Mm -hmm. So Eduardo Rodriguez, who had a no-hitter through seven and two-thirds, mm. He goes with the no decision, but the Red Sox lose. And so, therefore, they were in first place, in a tie for first place for uh, about 
I don't know, 16, 17 hours. And so now they're one game back of the Jays who won today. Right. On Sunday. Yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, you know, a tough game. But at the same time, great to see Eduardo, you know, pitch a solid outing. Um, you know, he had that one play there where it came back and it hit him in the foot. And he kind of scrambled to get the ball and, uh, you know, let up a hit there. But That was the hit. I mean... That was the hit. Besides that, a great effort. I think that's exactly what we wanted to see is, is Eduardo start to round into form as we get late into the season and, and certainly showing like he has. Yeah, originally Marcus Simeon was called out on the play, but then poor, per a uh, replay overturn, Yep, it, mm, it showed that he was out. See, so that's, just an, that's an example of why the replay is horrible because it's kind of a bang-bang play. And that that ump, he's like, I'm gonna give it to the guy who's got the no hitter going. He just took a line shot back to his foot, you know, and then scrambled to make the play. It's like give it to him. It's like you know, if you're playing pickup football and your mm -hmm. buddy makes an incredible play, but he's like kind of out of bounds by an inch. Yep, you gotta give him that play. Well, it was well, we got it back I don't though. Know how that analogy? We got it back. I wasn't sure if it was today or yesterday where. Uh, um, was it Pedroia was sliding into second, uh, or was it Mookie sliding into second? I forget who it was, and uh, that the the shortstop took his hit, took his foot off the bag before he uh, made the throw to first. Oh, that was today, and it was bases loaded, and they and they still couldn't score. It was uh, it was Mookie. That's right. Yeah. It was Mookie. He was safe into second after the replay. Yeah. Um, so we kind of got it back there. Bases loaded. The only problem with that was. Bases loaded, one out, and we couldn't score. Yeah, well, we've had trouble with the bases loaded this year. This yeah. prolific hitting offense, yeah. um, you know, has had trouble with the bases loaded. Early in the week, uh, I think Dave O'Brien mentioned on the telecast that we're hitting like 214 with uh, bases loaded. They have got a little better this past week, though. I mean, Hanram's uh, Grand Slam Ooh. was a big one uh, in terms of the blast. tables on that trend. So that was good. Uh, but... And, you know, just it's good to see Erod going well. Right now, I think the A's have about three major league hitters in that lineup, though. So I'm not getting super excited over this outing. Yeah. I am getting excited, but not, in fact, super excited. Um, but, you know, he was great today. I mean, he went eight full, didn't allow a run, five Ks, two walks. So uh, the Sox just couldn't get push him a run across. I mean, they were oh. And seven, 0 for 7 with runners in scoring position, left 9 on base. So, you know, and it was tough. To, the way they lost it, too, was like, you know, a Holt with that bobble out there and left, and they mm -hmm. were able to score the guy from first. But That's right. Yeah, hey. that was an error, by the way, at the end of the game. Yeah, that was a little tough. Yeah. Um, but, mm. yeah, yeah, it was a tough way to lose it. But, I mean, still, tough game. They played it. They played well for most of the game. Yeah, I mean, you're on the road. If you take two out of three of the series, you know, you got to be content with that. But when they won the first two, it would have been nice to get this one, especially with such a sparkling uh, pitching performance. Yet another example of the Red Sox getting one facet of the game but not quite getting the other. You know, they got the great starting pitching today and, uh, you know, not so much in the hitting. But, you know, and then, you know, let's say Craig, Craig Kimbrell came up and, uh, you know, blew it out. In the uh, in the ninth, you know that guy. He came in, wasn't a safe situation. He's just a different pitcher when he's up in that safe situation. And it's like, it, it, I can understand why 
uh, Dombrowski brought him in because, you know, we needed to improve the bullpen. You're like, hey, who, this guy's a top five lever for the past five years. It's like, let's go get this guy. And it was cool, but, you know, maybe you get the feeling, like, especially when he starts walking guys lead off, that he doesn't have the pin, pin, pinpoint control that he once had, you know? Yeah. Maybe it's just him coming over to the tougher league. I don't know. but Yeah, it's definitely been a little bit of a disappointing trend, but... Overall, I think he's done all right. I'm not too worried about it. I mean, he's, he's not going to get them all. But yeah. um, the, the, only, the other thing that happened in this game was, uh, you know, speaking of players making uh, silly mistakes, yeah. Mankata picked up the error uh, in the first. He did have an error. In the day. field and then turned around and got, got on base off. and got picked off. So These are the lumps you have to deal with yeah. when you have some 21-year-olds on the team. And it's good, hey, you get them up in September and hopefully these lumps – get out of the way in the first half of the month and you know we can get this guy uh, kind of rolling and possibly be a contributor to a playoff team knockwood hello so laura we yeah. got some people up in the twitter verse you know shouting out at us or the youtube verse yeah we have star drew on youtube who just asked how close is mookie to having 30 steals and 30 home runs Woof. I love that. Well, he's already got the 30 bombs. Yep. He got that this week with his yep. 100 RBIs. Sure did. So that those are milestone in their own right. Uh, I'm thinking he's around, what, 22 steals-ish? Maybe we can, uh, you know, let your fingers do the walking over there. But, you know, I'll just start talking about Yamankata and what we like. We appreciate the show. What was that guy's name again? Star Drew. Star Drew. Thanks for yeah. listening in with us. We appreciate that. We always this is our weekly rudderless discussion on all things Red Sox gang. So when you kind of you know join us in that discussion and maybe put a rudder on it and steer us in a different direction, we love that. So twenty one steals, twenty one steals. Not sure he's going to get to thirty this year. No. Uh, here's an interesting question for our fans okay. and for Star Drew. If you're out there, anybody else are out there listening to this? Mookie has reached. 100 RBIs this year, which is great. Okay. Um, but he was the fourth Red Sox player in history to hit 30 home runs and 20 stolen bases in a year. Anybody want to take a guess in the in the fandom of our Red Sox Rap 360 show as to who the other three were? Ooh, I like that. Let's chew on that for a while, and we'll come back to that. If we don't hear from anybody, you'll give us the answers at the uh, end of this program. Uh, which what I, which I didn't do last week when I threw out a question there because Petey has been on this prolific run uh, coming into today's game since he got moved to that toss spot. He was hitting 461 in that toss spot, and he went two for four today, so that's only going up. Crazy. But he had that run where he had like 11 straight hits uh, you know, last week, and uh, the record is 12, and it was last done by Walt Droppo in 52. Yep. But I said there was a Red Sox guy that did it too. Nobody came in with the answer, but that answer for you guys that I know are waiting with bated breath for a week now, that was Pinky Higgins. Oh, wow. Back in 1938. Wow. Oh, yeah. But Petey is absolutely scorching. You, you, you know, you love to see that. Um, Do you think he still doesn't like the leadoff spot? <laughs> I mean, he's like, this is actually way better than I thought it was. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. I mean, there's too much put on that because I mean, he's the leadoff guy. Like, all right, once, you know, and the Red Sox have such a kind of stacked bottom three yeah. that there's gonna be ducks on the pond when Petey's getting up. You That's know? right. Just not on his first, you know, at bat. 
and you know, hey, Petey, don't go and lead the AL and ground it into double plays, and maybe we won't have to put you up there <laughs> to ensure you don't get into that the first time. But we love the guy; he's unbelievable, hot and soul of the club. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it seems like Bogats might hopefully is coming out of his little funk. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, he hung an 0-4 up there today, but I don't know. It seems. It seems like anytime he puts two two games together, you know, I think he's going to be coming out of it, and then he goes and puts a clunker up today, you know, and it's like, yeah. ugh. And like Poppy, you know, he's starting to get in a little bit of a funk, you know. Sandy Leone's hopefully coming out of his. He had a couple hot balls today, but he just hit it. the last home home stand. He was like four for twenty, you know. So mm-hmm. he's not going to hit four hundred. I know you were hoping for that, yeah, pattern, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh so speaking about you know uh no hit is being lost uh eduardo yeah. had it going today and your boy ricky porcello took Ooh. one into the seventh yesterday or the sixth i'm sorry did you say cy porcello oh cy i thought that's what you said he, he did pick up two wins this week i believe right okay so According to the Cy Young predictor, which I've mentioned on this show before, mm. uh, a little something that they do on ESPN somewhere deep in there. I don't even know where the heck they find this information. Mm. They do the projections on who's going to win the AL Cy Young. And your boy and mine, Ricky P, number one, by a large margin right now over J.A. Happ, who's been not doing so well over the past couple weeks. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, sale is at it kind of faded from the picture a little bit. Last time that Ricky P has failed to pitch into the into the 7th July 4th. Wow. Interesting. That's what you need going into the playoffs. You need three guys who can consistently pitch into the 7th inning. Right. Who are those three guys going to be for us? David Price, Pomeranz, and Ricky P. Ooh. Pomeranz. Pomeranz, Pomeranz is averaging like I think 6 and a third over his past couple in in this month I believe. So yeah. He, he's doing well. He has looked well, and that that uh, that hook is is something nice. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> like his uh, start earlier this week in Tampa, the one Tampa game they lost. Yep. It, it, he hung. It was like he was left in one batter too late. But I, I can't say that because it wasn't Farrell's fault. It's like you know he was kind of dealing. The guy yeah. that came up had like one home run on the season, like Luke Maley, their catcher, and it's like he hung a curveball. Unfortunately, the dude did not miss it. He hammered it, and yeah. that tied the game, and they went on to lose that one. But they took two out of three from Tampa at home. And Tampa's no joke. They've been hurting some teams. They Toronto, I think they just took two out of three from Toronto, yeah. didn't they? they play us hard every time. Yeah, so. and they're going to be that spoiler team with, you know, every other team in the AL East kind of vying for something. Mm-hmm. The Yanks, you know, a little bit of a stretch. But, you know, certainly Baltimore, the Sox, and Toronto – and those guys are just going to relish in that opportunity to be spoilers. That's why I'm, I'm scared. And they have, like, good starting pitching that's starting to come along. Mm-hmm. I mean, Odorizzi, Smiley, yep. Archer, yep. these guys can pitch. Yeah, mm-hmm. Archer struggled in the beginning of this year, but, you know, he's legit. Yeah. So another note on the Cy Young predictor, Porcillo at number one. Mm-hmm. Guess who snuck into the number 10 spot? Stephen Wright. David Price. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, how about nice. that? Nice. So He's all you haters, all you haters, which kind of included me at the beginning of the year a little bit. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I thought he was going to turn around, and I said, you know what, as long as he rounds into form at the right time, I think we're going to be all right. That's exactly what he's doing. He's rounding into form at the right time. 
he's on a five game win streak right now with a 2.06 ERA over the last five games. That is exactly what you wanted to see from David Price heading into the playoffs. And you know what we're we're um, seeing right here is kind of that Greg Maddox metamorphosis, a Maddox morphosis, if you will. Uh oh trademark hello uh <laughs> but where a guy is making that transition from thrower to pitcher you know because a few starts ago he didn't have his velocity he was around 91 but he was on the corners mm -hmm. you know he was working uh you know north south as well as east east west and you know he he is making that successful transition and you know boston is not the easiest place to come and play. I mean, especially you're coming from Tampa. I mean, this guy is one is quoted as saying last year when he was pitching for the the uh, Blue Chase that the Sky Dome or whatever they call it now, Rogers Center, was the most raucous like environment he's been a part of in it's the playoffs crazy. last year. I Guess can speak what? from experience. Those hey, Toronto fans are crazy. They're well, the Canadians. So <laughs> they're they're a Riley bunch up sense. there. Still, it's not going to be like Fenway come October. Hopefully. That Fenway is yeah. still a setting for uh, October baseball. Yep. And I'm not talking about because they play the regular season to the second now, which is a little ridiculous. But, you know. One more note on Price. 11 hits in the past four starts. Wow. Not too shabby. That is impressive. Yep. That is impressive. Yep. Let's talk a little <clears throat> bit about these uh, September call-ups. Okay? I mean, you know, I, your boy Joe Kelly's back up, obviously. Joe Kelly, Ryan Hannigan, Marrero, uh, and Moncada, who we let off the show with, Mr. Twinkie Eating Machine, also does some other things well. He, cr I mean, he crushed the ball twice today. He had two, two nice hits. That is two games in a row, two two-hit games in yeah. a row. You know, and what's really impressive right off the bat, other than the fact he is a gigantic man who can run like the wind, is... His plate discipline is pretty incredible. And I, I don't know if that's something just innate in him or do the Red Sox minor leagues, you know, deserve an attaboy for this guy having that much plate discipline. But you know how, you know, once Theo came in, it was all about on-base percentage and, you know, walk as good as a hit and get a pitch to hit, you know, put it in a hitter's count and all that stuff. And this guy, for being up in the majors less than a week, he already has a major league guy. It's very impressive. Well, look, this guy, he, he's been groomed in, in Cuba. You know, he's, he's been identified as a stud early on in his life uh, growing up in Cuba. And he's actually one of the few players that got the official okay from the Cuban government to go ahead and play uh, with, with the MLB. So that's, not, that's very uncommon. You know, it's like Puig, he was one of the guys who uh, he had to escape from Cuba. I forget what the, the exact. Defect. He had to defect. So... So he, uh, so so Moncada, he's actually able to play for Cuba um, during the uh, World Baseball Classic. So, like the guys like Puig can't do that. Mm -hmm. So uh, just a little interesting fact. But like I said, you know, he he has been he has been groomed and ready to to do this his entire life. You know, so yeah. Another guy in those September call-ups, guy maybe a little bit off the radar, yeah. lefty. 
Robbie Scott. Yeah. You know, the guy's got a great story. And, you know, you love to hear these stories about these guys that love the game they stick with. He's 27, had to pitch an independent ball for a long time, and now he is getting that shot. Had a great year in Pawtucket, starting and relieving. And he looked good the other night. He pitched in that first game in the Oakland series, and it was a blowout. So it's good to get these guys' feet wet. You know, I like that Moncada came in the second half of that game as well, you know. And uh, they pitched Scott, and I tell you, he's he's good. He's He doesn't – I mean, his fastball might touch 91, but he throws over the top, and he throws from like a three-quarter and then a little lower than three-quarter, like almost full sidewinder. It's like mm. – so when you have those, it's almost like you double your amount of pitches, you know, when you have those two different kind of deliveries. And it, it showed, like, in, in minimal, he struck out two guys in the inning he was in, and he looked pretty impressive. Everything I've heard about him is that he was an absolute workhorse right. in the minors. So, you know, that's exactly what we need. we got tired arms all up and down, our relief. And, you know, getting a guy like that who you're not really too worried about wearing out his arm Late in the season, I mean, perfect. Perfect fit for us. So I think that was a good call-up. That would be good because, I mean, uh, your boy, Fernando Ibad, since we uh, since we brought him over, he uh, he's, I mean, his ERA is kind of hovering in the high fives, I believe. So, you know, he isn't that good. So Robbie Ross can't, you know, take on everybody. Yeah. Maybe that Tommy Lane uh, wave was a little bit premature. Well, another, another hopefully thing. hopefully Rob, Robbie Scott fills the bill. Well, another thing is that uh, Koji is nearing his return as well. So he says he's feeling 100%. Uh, so, you know, we're expecting that he'll come back at some point this season, which is great news. I think we need a guy like him to step it up a little bit. Not sure what the results are going to be like when he gets back, but I'm glad to hear that he's getting healthy. I am too, but I think it's it's important that we have, have you know, monitor our expectations because – the man is in his 40s. There's but, contingency plans in place, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Some of those contingency <laughs> plans might be coming up from Pawtucket when that season ends. And, you know, maybe in the form of uh, Rowanis Elliott and, you know, Brian Johnson, who's been pitching well the last few weeks in Pawtucket, maybe even a Henry Owens. You know, maybe one of these, these guys could kind of figure in the mix in that bullpen as a lefty but you know at the very least you know just come up and eat some innings for us in this september so you know we can kind of you know recharge some of the guys that are going to be knock on wood moving on into october maybe uh, he'll be our fifth starter who brian johnson well i th- I'm no th- i was thinking robbie scott <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think he's t- he's t- well he- you know what i was leading into what is that? We got word today or yesterday that uh, Steve, Wright is. He's got that bum shoulder still. Not really sure if he's going to be pitching again this season. Is really? It's that that diet. I think he's getting a second opinion. It's. I mean, like, I don't want to scare Red Sox Nation, right? Because there's obviously not been anything official released on this yet. But right. he got scratched from his Tuesday start. Um, he's not ready that. to go yet. Yeah, I knew that. I didn't know they were talking. It could be a season ender. That is. A problem yeah so so is Clay- maybe they're keeping it close to the vest at this point and just kind of saying look you know we're not in a rush to get him back we need him healthy but you know it doesn't look doesn't doesn't make me feel warm and fuzzy right so buckholtz will be in there on tuesday uh and he's been great since you know going to the bullpen you know he took his demotion like a man and you know 
bucked up little camper and, you know, was effective in that role as much as he doesn't want it. And then now his last time getting like three stats, he's been serviceable, you know. And with Pomerantz going good, you're giving me a face like. Well, the only thing is, is that on Tuesday versus the Rays, that 3-4 loss that we talked about. Right. He did. He gave up the uh, solo shot, Longoria. It was like yeah. 430 feet. It was a bomb he did. in he the did. eighth, and that that put him up 4-3 to win. I mean, that's a 30 home run guy. I mean, yeah. he, he's going to hit some bombs yeah, now. Longoria is nasty. But you know, Buckholtz, he's a starter. You know, and so yeah. hopefully now they can kind of, you know, and be smart with right. You know, if he's not ready, he's not ready. You know, it's good to have this luxury of having a tenured uh, guy in there as a starter, as well as our roster swelling, mm-hmm. you know, with other guys that can come fill that bullpen void that now arises. And also, you know, if somebody falters, maybe give us a few starts here in September. Uh, you know, because it's important that we go in. Uh, uh, actually, I'm not going to say that anymore about October baseball. I'm being a jinx. I'm such a mush. You know? You want to hear some stats? I, give it to me. Give it to me. According to 538.com, which is a great statistical website, they have stats about everything. They have stats about the election polls. Whoa. And they, they broadcast this stuff on ESPN all the time. I'm not sure if they're affiliated. It's great. They got oh. all kinds of stuff. How's, uh, how's Martin O'Malley doing in the polls? <laughs> you know, I don't know if they go that deep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> um, they're saying oh, my Red, Red Sox are projected to win 91 games this season as of right now. I mean, I don't know if we got can roll back the tape, uh, but you know who predicted 91 wins. You had 91? 91, buddy. Boom. Okay. Okay. Well, no big 538. deal. If you guys are looking for somebody, you got Mike here. <laughs> He'll have to negotiate with AfterBuzz. But NBD ninety-one. It still has got to come in, but eighty percent, eighty-seven percent chance to make the playoffs. Fifty percent chance to win the division. Eleven percent chance to win the World Series. Wow. And you know why it's eleven wow. percent to win the World Series? Because the Cubs are fifty-eight. Because the Cubs are ridiculous. Yeah. Let me throw something out there for you. All okay. Right. All right. Right now, after this Saturday, Friday, just beat down of the Oakland Athletics, right. the Red Sox are now leading the AL in run differential. Okay? Oh, yeah. So they're essentially, if you're, if you're one of those guys who does their rankings by run differential and not really games won and lost, which is a lot of people kind of follow that theory, okay. you would say Red Sox are probably the second best team behind the club, behind the Cubs. Red Sox, 144. Cubs, run differential, 223. Ridiculous. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, they have a stacked lineup. I mean, how good would it be to have, uh, you know, Rizzo playing first base for the Red Sox right now, you know, as a former, former Red Sox farmhand. But, hey, you know, it's all good. Spilt milk, you know. Like we, I said. you got a good team. You make the World Series, and you got three guys who can pitch into the seventh inning. I think you're in a solid in a pretty solid position. I mean, the Cubs got a whole freaking starting rotation of aces, but not to mention our first baseman is kind of raking right now. You know, we we mentioned his uh, grand slam early in the week. Yep, and he has been very very hot. Mm-hmm. And you know, we were kind of worried about the power numbers and all this stuff. And you know, but he he's gotten a little torrid, and he's he's gonna. How many bombs has he got right now? Like 20, 22? 
Ooh. Uh, yeah. I think he hit his 19th. Oh, 19th. All right. Oh, he might be at 20. So, I mean, he's going to wind up being, you know, mid to high 20s, and it's like it hit like 280. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's wh- what do you want? I mean, that, that that's that's good production. The guy's going to knock over 100, 100 runs in. You know, it's like what more do you want for a five-hole hitter? 20 homers. Boom. He's got 20. Mm-hmm. So he hit that 20 threshold. A month ago, you probably didn't think he was even going to get there. You thought he was going to be like finish the year with about 17 or 18, but he's definitely turned it on. Speaking of a guy who's turned it on lately at the last minute, yes, Mr. Mayor of Ding Dong City himself, Travis Shaw. Wow. Do you think he's a little nervous that old Moncada got called up and he's uh, working off some adrenaline? Because on I was Friday, he went three for six with a homer, a three-run homer. He's been looking good lately. He did. Hit, that was a bomb, no doubt. Too. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was beginning to think that he was called Mayor Ding Dong City because he was like eating a couple boxes of Ding Dongs before you know each game. But it's he's back to the homers and Ding Dongs. Maybe he could give a little rival between him and Mankata. Not only are they vying at the plate, but maybe Mankata chokes back the Twinkies. You know, Mayor Ding Dong City with the Ding Dongs. Boom, they can have a little race. Like how many can, can eat which in like the next the 15 minutes? Let me in on that. With Susan Susie Hughes. So is that Moncada's new nickname, the mayor of Twinkie City? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we got to come up with something. Okay. But um, fair enough. Th- that's 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 solely T. Shaw's. I mean, I I don't know who came up with that, but I just saw it on Baseball Reference, and it's it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, the. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's unbelievable. We, we, you know, we're spending all this time thinking Moncada is going to come up and kind of change the dynamic with this play, mm-hmm. but maybe simply his presence and the feel feel of his hot breath on the back of T. Shaw's neck will give us you know production in that regard. Yeah. You know, in in third base, because I mean. You know, up to this recent explosion, T. Shaw was hitting under 200, you know, since in the second half. And, you know, Aaron Hilson's coming over. He was hitting under 200, too. So it's like I heard all these people talking when Moncada was coming up, like, oh, he's going to be a pinch runner. I'm like, yeah, that's that's ridiculous, uh, you know, misappropriation of resources. Throw him in there. Throw well, in yeah, there. I think, yeah, right-handed bat and, and uh, you know, pinch runner in some situations. Yeah. Even though I think he's actually better as a lefty. No, he, yeah, he is better as a lefty. So that's why he's going to be but in I there probably But I think they'll probably now. split him and Travis Shaw, depending on who's pitching. That's what they say. And that'll probably leave Aaron Hill on the uh, outside. Aaron Hill could still see some lefties. Okay. But I think it's going to be a lot of... They say that Moncada um, is going to be going against most of the righties. So I think in hearing it, when he was brought up and Farrell talking, it sounded like... T. Shaw was going to be kind of the odd man out. Whether his <laughs> okay. recent explosion has kind of, you know, changed the needle on that. Because you know, Aaron we'll Hill's been slumping see. lately. He has, too. I mean, you know, that's a guy that it, there's going to be some growing pains with him, you know, because he's a guy that is used to getting more at-bats than he is. Mm. So that not everybody can make that transition, you know, from a guy who's getting, you know, 30, you know, 25 at-bats a week to a guy that's getting, you know, three to five you know right so, uh three to six so but going into wednesday's game he was on a 0 for 20 skid he did have the go-ahead single in the eighth though that was a big hit for him so it was a big hit but yeah i he could st- i think he can still be a valuable bench player i mean the guy can play adequate defense probably above average defense at third 
and pretty adequate at second and short. So, you know, he's kind of that that Josh Rutledge type that we had last year. Uh, why would we compare to last year's <laughs> team? That was so horrible. <laughs> but he's he's a veteran bat off the bench, and I kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, what? What else, what else happened this past week that was like me? Oh, why do people continue to run on Mookie Betts? <laughs> you know, I, you know they were talking about that because I think now uh, Jack, Jackie Bradley Jr. and Mookie both have 12 assists, and you know they're saying you know there's there's no way that they're going to get this many assists next year, right? right? It's because people are running on them and trying to test them out, and eventually they're just going to get to a point where they're not going to run on him anymore because. They don't want to test the arm. They've seen it enough. Yeah. So I think it's going to get to that point. But people are still testing it, and they are just yeah, he threw that dialing it in. Second the other night for the A's. Man. And then in that Tampa series, which was fantastic, he threw the guy out at second before the kid crossed the plate, so it nullified that run. They didn't end up scoring that yep. run. Yep. Remember that? And, uh, and that kid got cut the next day he didn't get cut he got designated for assignment Ooh. for not hustling Ouch. and he was like on a hot streak i mean that's the type of uh you know example you can make of somebody yeah. when you're like 20 games out of first place yep. you know yep. but that kid was like stroking he was like in a like a career long like hit streak you know, wow. like, I don't know if it was long, but in, like, five games, he had, like, a hit in every game and multiple hits in, like, four of them. Yeah. And, you know, he, he was rolling. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to go back when we're talking about hit streaks is old Dustin Pedroia. One thing I heard today about, yep. on Elia, Elias, these are the, the, you know, the stat guys, mm-hmm. they, um, Elias, I'm, I'm getting <laughs> getting confused with Rowanis. <laughs> Rowanis. Elias. Uh, Elias Sports. Yeah. They uh, said that he was the only Red Sox hitter of all time to have six different hitting streaks of 10 or more games in a single season. Wow. That's this year. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. That's all. That's, that, that's, that's digging deep for some stats, though. That's just listening during the telecast. That's all. Do, do we Pedroia, have some? Pedroia oh. reached base. 31 straight FNY going now. What? As of Wednesday. Not sure if he did that Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. That kid is, you know, he's just got a great eye. Any hammers when he's in the zone. And he's you know, better at going the other way than maybe anybody in the bigs. You know, he hits balls that are off the plate. Dunk. Right into Don't it. pitch him a high heater. Crazy. He'll hit it. Uh, do we have somebody from uh, joining us from the Twitterverse or out in... Uh, yeah, we Ding got City? someone here on YouTube. M- MW2Geek99 says, Sup, fellas. Um, he went to yesterday's game and says that it was dope. Mankata was smooth at the third. Mm-hmm. Then he's asking um, about Koji's return. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, Vasquez coming off the DL. Oh, mm, that's nice. Uh, we talked about Koji coming back. Koji's going to be coming back probably this week. You yeah. know, we'll figure into that kind of uh, seventh and eighth inning mix. They'll probably bring him in slowly, you know, maybe in a, a few games that are, you know, not too tight. And then uh, hopefully, I mean, because that eighth inning job is up for the taking. So really anybody that strings together some good starts is going to be kind of relied upon in that uh, thing. MWGeek99, he's a a faithful viewer. You know, it's good to hear from him. A Red Sox fan in Oakland. 
Pro, yeah, I guess so. You, I, mean, I mean, I I was that for three years. Have you ever been to the Oakland Park? I have many times. It's depressing. It is. It is. Yeah. I, it's, it, did you see it this week with that field? It's ridiculous. God. And Vasquez coming off the D. I don't, I don't understand what that. they can't just like take the lines off the field, like paint over them green or something. Oh, and it's God, just, it's like. And then there was the like stands in center field. They're like this big, like thing that and then there's a chemical spill and it's terrible. <laughs> It's terrible. They, they block off the entire second level of the stadium because they can't even fill the first level. I can't. Oh, man. I had some fond memories up there, though. They used to have this $1 Wednesdays. So when I was living up in uh, San Francisco, we would go over there because we were, you know, not rich. And uh, <laughs> you go over $1 Wednesdays, you get like a Skybox C for $1 yep. and $1 hot dogs. So oh, damn. beers were still regular price, so we used to. You know, jock in a flack of Jack Daniels. Hey, no complaints about and, that, though. You know, it was good stuff. Good Dollar stuff. Hot Thank dogs. you for the shout out. And, and you, know, I'm, I'm, you know, we're very transparent here on the program. So I was unaware that Christian Vasquez was on the DL, but I'm sure he'll be joining the parent club when he comes back, you would think. Such yeah. a positive guy to have hmm. around. But Will you know, he? You don't think so? They're just going to, what, let him go play? I thought they uh, uh, s- fall ball down in uh, Venezuela. They should let him do that. They should let him go down there with Sandy Leone, play down with Carlos Guillen. Okay. That's where okay. they should send him. Okay. All right. You hearing me, Farrell? Or, I mean, uh, Dombrowski? Definitely do not, do not put him in left field. Whatever you do. Christian Vasquez? I'm just saying. There's no shot that's going to happen. It's just like a black hole for all of our players, you know? Rest easy. Rest gosh, easy. Gosh. It truly is. Okay. Um, thank you for the shout-out. We love that. MW Geek 299. Or... Speaking of guys coming off the DL, also okay. Ben Attendee spotted running before the pregame. Oof. Looked good. That's good. Uh, don't rush him back, though. Don't rush him back, but... Yeah. He was jogging. He was running. It looked good. Yeah. I don't know if he's done any fielding or swinging the bat or anything, but, I mean, that's definitely a good sign, right? It is. It yeah. is. Um, I want to get to next week and just look ahead there because, uh, you know, this week was a pretty good good week for, you know, you're playing some of the lowly guys, so you were hoping that maybe we could have gone better than 4-2 and two this week, but still a winning week for the Red Sox. So they're in the midst of this nine-game uh, road trip, just one of the many they've had in the second half here. And so now they go down to San Diego for three with San Diego. Mm-hmm. Interesting matchup tomorrow where Drew Pomeranz faces old team. And I'm just going to go out Ooh. and throw a bold prediction okay. out there for you. Okay? okay. After two near no hitters from the Red Sox, Drew Pomeranz is going to get it done versus old team tomorrow. I'm calling a no hitter. Boom. That would be fantastic. Oh, Labor Day no hitter for Drew Pomeranz. Ooh, we got someone from the Twitterverse? Um, we just have another guy, Lance Broussard. He wanted a shout-out. He said, what's up, guys? Love it, Lance. Keep listening, <laughs> brother. Shout-outs, Lance. Love that. Love that. Um, so they'll go to three for San Diego. San Diego, you know, they're, they're all, the last team in the NL West. So mm-hmm. you would like to, us to be able to maybe take two out of three from those. And then a gigantic series after Thursday off. Toronto, and this starts us off this big stretch with all ALA's team, ALA's teams. Three with Toronto, then we're back at Fenway for three with Baltimore, four with the Yankees. So, and then back to then two Baltimore, two Tampa. So we're coming up in this stretch stretch run uh, where after the San Diego series, all our remaining games are versus ALA's p- opponents. So yeah. this is really October baseball in September is what we're going to see. But yeah. uh, it'd be nice to. Whew, it'd be nice to potentially get two out of three from Toronto. 
you know, as yeah. well this yeah. week and maybe make up some ground. And, you know, it, it seems like we haven't seen them in a while, but, uh, you know, it'll be good because we've been doing a lot of scoreboard watching. You know, this is the first time we're going to see uh, Toronto in the second half. So, you know, it, it'll be good to have the team you're chasing directly in front of you, you know. So uh, we're going to get out of here. Anything real quick. Don't open up another can of worms here. I know you okay. guys have been waiting for the answer. Mookie was the fourth Red Sox to hit 30 home runs, 20 stolen bases in a season. The other three, you want to take a guess? Uh, Fred Lynn? Nope. Uh, Ellis Burks? Nope. Uh, Ted Williams? Nope. Kyle Yastrzemski? Yaz? Okay. Ellsbury? Oh, yeah, Ellsbury, of course. And one more. Mm, Tommy He's a Hoppe? very famous Red Sox, and he was, I think I was, he was alive when I was alive. I was, I grew up watching this guy. Really? Mr. Noma Gassiapara. Oh, Noma. Gotta love it. Now he calls Dodgers games. <laughs> well, gang, thanks for tuning in for us. Uh, for Ben and Laura on the couch. Laura, thanks for helping us out. You got and it. for Ben Fay, I'm Mike Conley. Thanks for tuning in for us for another edition of Red Sox Wrap 360. Go Sox. Rest in peace, Jack. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.